0: Now, please welcome our good friend Steve Hayes with the Weekly Standard for the very latest on what's up with uh, President Obama, his call for Congress to act. Steve, where are we?
1: Well, that's a good question, Michael. <laughs> um, well, we we had House Speaker John Boehner and Majority Leader Eric Cantor declare their support for uh, an intervention, military intervention in Syria uh, in one way or another. You have Nancy Pelosi, who's basically supportive, but it seems like both sides of uh, at least the House leadership, uh, are not going to do much whipping or pressuring members to vote. Uh, one Boehner spokesman said it would be a vote of conscience. And they're sort of outsourcing the whipping of these votes to the White House, which I think leaves the White House with a very uh, tough job to do in front of it to convince people that uh, that they should vote to
0: authorize. I'm sure that the members of Congress are just as afraid of President Obama as uh, Bashar Assad is right now, Steve.
1: Well, I mean, there, there is... If you look at the choice by President Obama to take this to Congress, I mean, it, it you know, not to be cute about it, but it certainly looks like they prefer to have this fight with congressional Republicans to having one for Bush, with Bashar Assad. Right. I mean, it, certainly it was the case that the president's national security advisors heading into Friday night and before he announced this decision on Saturday all believed that some kind of military action was imminent. So that's what they were saying privately. Uh, even if they were careful in their public statements to say the president hasn't made any decision, virtually everybody understood that the decision was coming and that the decision was to be to strike. And then the, the president made this odd and abrupt and sudden reversal decision to go to Congress, despite the fact that he said in his remarks that Congress that he doesn't need the authorization from Congress, despite the fact that uh, we engaged in military action in Libya without the authorization. From Congress, despite the fact that this president has been spent the better part of the past three years arguing that Congress is irrelevant, that uh, that he can do and will do whatever he wants, circumventing Congress, setting Congress aside, suddenly he's he's sort of been taken by this constitutional this need for constitutional balance and uh, a desire to consult the legislative body doesn't make much sense.
0: I've been trying to recall, I'm not a historian, but I did run campaigns back in the day, and I've followed politics most of my life. I cannot recall ever a president announcing, I have decided what the absolute right thing to do is, here are the reasons why I've made my decision, and now I'm deciding to not make the decision and let somebody else decide it. Is is there anything comparable in American history? No, and and I would even
1: add one other step in there. I have the authority to do it. So he's decided what to do. He's, He's declared that we should be intervening, despite the fact that, for the better part of two years, we've seen this ongoing slaughter in slow motion, and the President of the United States has done nothing. Uh, now he decides that we should do it, that he has the authority to do it, but he's throwing up obstacles in his own way. And I, th- I think if you look back at the last two years, going back to, uh, to the reintroduction of a U.S. ambassador in Damascus, presented his papers mm-hmm. to Bashar Assad uh, a little more than two years ago, It's easiest to understand President Obama's approach to the Syria question if you start with the assumption that the objective all along was simply to avoid military conflict. I mean, at every turn, he's contradicted himself, he's thrown out red lines, he's offered warnings, he's one thing after another that would have, as a logical consequence of his actions or his words, led to some sort of military intervention, and at every stage... He has backed away, or, as I say, thrown obstacles up in his own way
0: i don 't believe that the uh, resonating issue here, Steve is going to be Syria. I think something I, I, I happen to believe the Republicans and some you know Democrats will rescue the presidency from Barack Obama. They will rescue American prestige from his incompetence, and they 'll vote for a uh, to support force. The force will be used a week later, two weeks later it 'll be forgotten. And we'll just move on. It'll be, you know, Clinton bombing the empty tents in 19, you know, in, in the late 1990s. I think, though, that the, the what what will linger is the now indisputable awareness that President Obama doesn't want the job of president. He doesn't want the duties that quote from Politico where he said uh, or not quote, but the report that he had the risk and the responsibility all on himself and he didn't like it. And so he went to Congress to right. push the risk onto them. That's a person who doesn't. I mean, if you don't want the risk and responsibility, you don't want to be president. It's right there, practically in the job description, make really tough decisions, have everybody hold you responsible and, You know, and retire after four or eight years.
1: Right, and you remember that back during the campaign, the 2008 campaign, and then again in 2012, the president made precisely the opposite argument on his own behalf, of course, as one would expect a presidential candidate to do. He said, I am the person who can make these decisions, you can trust me with these decisions. I've learned from the mistakes of my predecessors and others. And I will, you know, this was going to be the era of smart power, of, of wise diplomacy. And obviously, what we've seen from president the administration has been, in many ways, just the opposite. I'm not. I, I don't think that Congress will authorize. Don't? I think the vote in the House is likely uh, to go down. Uh, I could be completely wrong about this, but
0: let let me ask you: will I, you know, it be I, within? Will it be within ten? I don't think so. I
1: don't think it'll be close. Uh, you know, it, it's it's wow. very hard for me to see, particularly if you have both uh, both sides of the aisle, the leadership of both sides of the aisle, arguing that they are not going to be heavily whipping this be pushing people to vote not only counting votes but pushing people to vote in one particular way or another it's hard for me to see how you persuade people given you know given where the public polls are public opinion is uh, but given this president's demonstrated incompetence I think there's a large chunk of the Republican majority in the house in particular who is they're not with they're not just sort of Non-interventionist crowd, the Rand Paul crowd. Right, uh, they're they're not the the many of the hawks who will probably vote with the president, but they're sort of maybe hawkishly inclined, but are deeply concerned about voting to authorize this president after what we've seen from him on Syria over the past. But, few but years. they have to it know he's not confidence, breathless, breathtaking incompetence. No, no I, I I agree. Authorizing with you. I, that would give people
0: pause. I I pardon me for interrupting. By the way, but I, I agree with that completely. But, uh, I mean, in fact, the, the, who are the two happy people in the world this week, Steve? Bashar Assad, who knows that no matter what, he's not going to face a serious uh, military action. And Jimmy Carter, who now has been removed from Urban Dictionary as synonym for worst president ever and replaced by Barack Obama. I mean, seriously, I will, I will never say don't pull a Carter. It's now because even Carter wouldn't do what President Obama has done. But I, I believe – what about the the notion – that that there are enough members of Congress who understand what a devastating blow this would be for America as a whole, that they will just pull up their socks and do the hard, you know, you know look, he's is he the worst quarterback ever? Yes. But the team still needs to have some right. dignity and they'll step up and they'll save President Obama from himself. You don't think so?
1: Look, I think, yeah, I, I think that's the best argument for a vote to authorize at this point, frankly. I mean, it's the one that you've heard Bill Crystal and others make. I mean, I think that's That is easily the best argument that I've heard, Uh, in addition to the argument that that Jim Caesar makes in in, uh, an essay on First Things about the historical implications of doing this and what it would mean for future presidents, both Republican and Democrat, Mm -hmm. with respect to their ability to help shape outcomes or influence events in the rest of the world. I think the problem with that is it's unclear to a lot of them, and to me, quite frankly, that doing this at this time, in this manner, with this president, will lead to any kind of a desirable outcome. I don't think that the president, if, if, if Congress votes in favor of this, and if, if President Obama does what he has now said repeatedly and publicly he intends to do, a limited narrow strike, right. I don't think that solves our problem. And I don't think it recovers the, the loss of credibility that we've seen by his dithering and incompetence over the past two years.
0: And and I agree with you. In fact, it doesn't even clean up the mess he made just this past weekend. But uh, we're stuck with him as president. I just think there'll be enough people to rally around for the for the country itself. And then there's also this. If he gets within 10 votes, Steve, it's a done deal because every anti-war liberal in Massachusetts, excuse me, nine. We were down to nine up here. Every anti-war liberal Massachusetts will vote for it because there's no consequence to voting against to 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 the vote. The there are places you can go in the country where the Republican Party simply right. isn't competitive, and Rhode Island is another place you can pick up a couple of votes there. Uh, you know, out in California, Washington State, you will see a sudden breakout of war fever, Steve, from anti-war liberals who know that they can vote. They could, I mean, in Massachusetts, Democrats could vote for cannibalism, and I'm not kidding, and they could keep their seat. So he's got. <laughs> He's got, you know, can these votes in the bag that he can count on? Elizabeth Warren is not going to vote against the president if he needs her vote.
1: Yeah, that that may be right. I mean, my my view is that it won't be close in the House of Representatives. But again, I've been I've been wrong predicting votes before. It's Mm -hmm. entirely possible that I'm wrong now. But in my in my limited conversations with rank and file Republicans uh, who are still arrayed around the country talking to constituents, um, you know, I think the concern is. With this president and his incompetence, and going forward under his leadership.
0: One last question: uh, Is there anything? Is there a positive role for Senator for Secretary Kerry to play here, or has the president undermined him by basically coming out after completely contradicting what he says? And of course, the fact that Kerry has been such an Assad advocate for so long. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I think uh, apart from the fact that the Karies have you know pushed the Assad as a reformer. Um, idea for a long time and that they had this dinner which pictures of now which are being made famous um... you know in recent days and weeks secretary kerry has acquitted himself as well as anybody in this administration i think twice making very forceful compelling convincing cases that the united states has a responsibility to act in this this instance if you go and you look at the case that president obama made uh, about libya back in march of 2011 with the same kind of, of argument, the United States has a, responsible, a moral responsibility to act to prevent this kind of slaughter. Unfortunately, the time that President Obama made that speech, there had been 1,000 people killed in Libya. Now we're looking at 100,000, maybe 120,000 people. We've done nothing. The president is concerned, it seems, primarily with saving face at this point than he is with ending that slaughter. Uh, we've already seen Bashar Assad breach the red line once. We now know that uh, we haven't supplied any of the lethal aid that President Obama said would be a result of the crossing of that red line. So what is the president doing? It's just entirely unclear to me that the president knows what he's doing.
0: I'm fairly confident that he absolutely has no idea, Steve. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks, Michael.